I'll have one of those too. Wow, wild. Cass gets wild. I might have to pick up some threes. I might have to pick up the slack over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going into the tobacco realm. Becky. <coughs> wacky tobacky. Yo, 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 back yo. Back at you. Yo, wacky tobacky, back <laughs> at you. <laughs> Coming at you. Yeah, unshowered. My hair isn't brushed. Ye old Trinity Infinity. <laughs> like the olden days. Oh, yeah. When people just used to get up and get out there and not even think about a shower. Oh, yeah. You ever think about Start that while rolling. you're while you're in the shower? Like, damn, this is so essential to my life, and we've had this for a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. This technology, like people fucking standing there and picking their temperature and being fussy about it. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, on our level of cleanliness, you know, everybody's level of... <laughs> you know OCD that's been able to even exist because of all of the technology we have you know yeah yeah I want to be one of those people who re um I don't know naturalizes their hair where it's just like you have a natural biome that kind of keeps it not too greasy or too dry or yeah whatever. what the fuck did people's hair look like back in the day before they were washing it and brushing it all the time did everyone just have a natty dread I think about that very frequently too because my hair dreads really easily like the type of waves I have. If I don't brush it for like three days, I have a project on my hands. <laughs> you know? There's a rat's nest I have to untangle. Yeah, yeah. That's the karma knot of my life, you know, the back of my head. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think when we didn't wash it as much and it was more oily, it probably didn't tangle as much. But we definitely, we, we were getting it wet. Yeah. And that almost maybe would, maybe would tangle it more. But yeah, it is. That's one of the things. That's kind of my project too. Next with my body, it's the only thing that I haven't been able to switch to all natural too as well. Because any time that I've used all natural shampoo or conditioner, it dreads out. Mm. But I think it is getting on some sort of a balance with like a healthy, probably only oil shampoo, like once every two weeks or something. It's like kicking any addiction. Like there's yes. gonna be a period of unpleasantness, but totally. you just gotta go in and through it for the glory. Mm. Definitely. But ultimately, you just end up being a person who's like got slightly more greasy hair all the time. I would think. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just loose for me. It's crazy. Like, our, when when you think about, like, the, the scope of human history, like, we just, we've gotten just, like, less dirty and more refined and more, like, persnickety about things. Yeah. And, like, it's so weird. It, it actually brings me to a deep stoner thought I had the other day. I was like, we're, like, how we've domesticated cats and dogs. We're being domesticated by aliens right now. Oh, yeah. And we don't know their agenda. Damn, that's fucking good, Sean. You know? Like... What? Like I don't was, know what they're doing. It was the Rick and Morty we watched last night. Because I think about this with astrology all the time. I'm like, we're in a simulation. That's what the astrology is. It's like the game that they chose to like run all these patterns through so they could like digest these different theories that they had. You know what I mean? And and you do come to this thought eventually that the aliens, it's not like, it's not a good or bad god. We're just entertaining them. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thought all the time. It's like, you like it. <laughs> you love <laughs> you this. You fucking love it. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> I'm doing it for you. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they like it when I watch the webcam, but now I'm now I am, you know. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it, it, uh, but I I think this is a smaller part of it that we're being domesticated by algorithms right now. Really, yes. that's but I think that's a tool of yes. the domestication totally. that the aliens are using totally. for us. Like Such good language. they just they they introduce these technologies that just hypnotize us. Oh yeah. They hypnotize us and we just start serving them and like we're aware of it and we all do it. Dude, we're so <laughs> I went to the dermatologist a couple of days ago and I had to choose a password and three security questions. You're not paying me enough 
to do that. That's a lot of creative work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just thought it, it brought me into that, into that theory of domestication too, because it's like, how do we get to a space where we agree to this level of human formality that makes me want to vomit? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's where, what I'm where trying I to say. Where I have to spend 15 minutes going through 37 forms of my family history, which doesn't even like, you know, anyways. No, I, but but that's exactly what I'm You're saying. You're going forever about it. Like, like you're just trying to pinpoint at what at what stage did we click yes to the terms and fucking yeah. you know of of this thing they asked me for my social security number i'm what like i'm buying lotion from you do you want to get married too like chill yeah <laughs> yeah i was really hesitant with the iphones to get my thumbprint you know and now we they have our face now they have my face my thumb my everything mm. yeah well they have your blood why because you gave that away too when when Jesus was crucified. What? That time. <laughs> you mean if I've ever donated, or not donated blood or gotten a blood test, they yeah. have my blood, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't sure. done the ancestry thing yet. That's very smart. Yeah, don't do that. Especially because you're an only child, and, like, the buck stops here. Yeah, I can't be like, it was my twin sister who killed them. Yeah, well, also, like, <laughs> my uh, both my sisters had 23 and me done, so they have, by default, they already got me, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I think that that's part of the domestication is like mapping things and get like that seems to be an obsession of ours is like getting information and organizing the information and figuring out to a a fucking minute detail how things work and what patterns are playing out. And it's so crazy that in those situations, in those scenarios, we think of ourselves as like a God and we don't consider there's definitely something above us and above that that is training us and wants us to be a certain way for God knows what fucking reason but the same way we want animals to behave you know oh absolutely absolutely um yeah it's kind of why I have an aversion to the word politeness because to me it's like a it's like the rabbit hole to all of this Mm mm-hmm it's well, like the tool they use of like just stay in line. Well, you know? one of the I, most polite societies is probably like uh, Britain. You know what I mean? That's probably ravaged the world. Probably. More than anyone. Yeah. Absolutely. And Good they're example. obsessed. Solid they're obsessed example. with politeness. Yeah. And they're obsessed with doing things the right way. And like, look, they're obsessed with the aesthetic of formality. Yeah. You know. And then we were just talking about how. So I grew up in London, if you didn't know that, if you're a viewer and didn't know if that. You, if you've never heard her say strawberries. If you've never heard me say strawberries. <laughs> 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 and um, along with getting to actually like be inside Buckingham Palace in, in school, I went to a school called Queensgate. Um, Whoa, damn. <laughs> Enjoy the Queensgate. Very, very British. I had to curtsy for my headmaster. That's how British I was. Damn, what a portal. You should yeah. teach us how to curtsy, by the I way. I will teach you how to curtsy. <laughs> um, but we, you know, regularly I'd walk past the palace and you walk past the guards that are standing there all day with their heads balding and sweating under this <laughs> bear skin hat, you know? And of course I did get some entertainment from trying to make them laugh, you know, which never was successful. Um, but at the time I didn't go into like the existential crisis that I did when I got into like teen years, like 12, 13, when I saw them when I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. my God. This you still fuck with them for a minute. You're like, <laughs> with, and then you're like, Oh, his what? life, Damn. like what is his <laughs> life? You know, yeah, and then I like, start to feel for him and empathize for him. Like, 
he sacrificed like his whole life is this stupid fucking farce. That, yeah. Like for what? The monarchy has him trained this, like little gerbil. Yeah, that this woman has more value than you or anybody else. Like what a fucking ridiculous idea that we've invested into the point that you're you're sacrificing your life, bro. <laughs> like, this is your life. And we'll think he has to think probably bad thoughts in order to not smile at a little kid jumping yeah. around. Oh yeah, the god the the mental gymnastics they must have to do when they're like I'm dying of heat stroke right now, and there's a 13-year-old standing in front of me trying to get me to break. And, like, just what they must have to do to fucking hold their position. We need to find out their psychology, because maybe it's, like, that... Maybe it's very Zen or maybe very, like, Buddhist or, like, you know, those guys who will, like, stand on one leg for 30 years, you know, just so, so they can show that it's possible, you know? If, if I'm, I guarantee you, if they don't know it going in, they come out having a spiritual practice, you know? To, to be able to do... Like, because it is a level of focus. It's disturbing to me what they're focused on, but it is a level of focus that's almost enviable. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> you just have to have your eyes fixed on one point all fucking day, just staring while while tourists fuck with you. Psychosis expresses itself in many ways. It definitely does. You know? It definitely and does. And that's a, that's a great example of, of one of the ways mm. <laughs> Yeah. that a human can be a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool that... Um, we're living through such a, what I think will be looked back at as a distinct time of mass psychosis. Mm. Yeah, I, it's hard to tell whether that's true or whether we're just headed towards yeah, more and more psychosis, whether it's just getting more. Because yeah. you do see the element of fracture in post-globalization with the collective conscious and the need for it. Mm-hmm. And the need, well, and... The next step in our human evolution and consciousness as we expand, where we do understand that you are creating your reality. Yeah. And where we are having to like step on a limb and go outside the bounds of our programming in the third dimension and what already exists and seem crazy and mm. psycho, you know, to take up, to carve out new space for people to exist in. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's just the progression of things as, as there's more of us and it's more complex, it does get more complex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's tough though because if like when everyone's tapped into you can create your own reality what the hell's gonna come come of this place? Yeah, well, I th- that's I think that's what's always been happening and yeah. like the people that are more in control of it have more power and control over the people around them and this world yeah. literally. Yeah, you know. I think it's gonna be a genuinely positive. Yeah. Oh, of course. Trajectory for us because once we become aware, like we've always been creating our own reality, but once we're all aware that we are, we're going to naturally want to create more positive realities more loving realities more kind realities maybe not polite but more kind considerate realities well look what we did as soon as we woke up we set up safe space for other people like us whether they're here yet or not the church of chill is that you know what i mean as soon as we woke up to that reality like oh whoa shit one life i'm creating my reality here what's important to me what is um What's not emphasized enough in society? Oh, chilling, you know, spending good quality present time with your friends, going deeper with them. So we just set up shop. But imagine generations, many generations of people with that, like, oh, I'm awake and I'm aware and I'm not going to fucking fall for the cultural hypnotic patterns that put me to sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then beyond the cultural hypnotic patterns... And the silent sound technology that the government uses. <laughs> also, <laughs> all, 
also the patterns of the people that are around you because really the strength of people's belief systems around you are the reality that you also live in you know it's like if you're around a god that's more embodied and aligned to their belief system that's actually a part of your belief system because you're like subsumed into it if that makes sense Mm, yeah Mm. um so it really is going to become so much about like frequency and alignment and mm. pa- and less about force and more about power because it's going to become more about belief and less about action. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm not quite there yet, but I think also a direction it goes is, and I go through b- bouts of this, of like understanding my deeper desires and that my deeper desires aren't satisfied with consumerism, even totally. though everything's set up to think like, oh, buy this thing and you'll be happy mm. or get this thing or buy this experience and like buy your happiness. It's really hard to break, but I think that's just like where awareness is going to bring us is like, okay, being more creators than consumers and uh, yeah. having something to it's offer. It's a good, w- it's a way. good distinction because totally. there is desires and then there's deeper desires. And a lot of times if some, if you ask someone their desires, even if I asked you on the right time and the right day, your main desire would be like, I want to have a house. I want to <laughs> own a house where people can come visit us. And that. But there's a deeper desire below that. And that's the thing. Like if you can get more in touch with that. Sometimes it, it kind of uh, eliminates the surface level desires. You're like, oh, whoa, I really, just, I'm seeking safety and family and, you know, Tending uh, space. to something or like I want to, yeah. it's really important to me have a garden, but it's like, okay, we go to your parents and we yeah. buy plants and help tend to them. And then at my mom's, we help tend to them. And at, in Georgia, we tend to the plants. And But the cultural hypnotic patterns have you saying, you need to consume, you need to put money out, you need to buy need something, you need to, tr- you need to have the illusion of owning something in order to fulfill that desire. Mm-hmm. But when you go down to the level deeper of the desire, none of that stuff is even relevant anymore. You know, what could you own? How could you, you know, own something? Yeah, well, taking care of land is is, is a real thing, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, and taking care of space. And I think some people do have deeper earth desires to hold space and nature, you mm. know, um, and be a provider and stuff. But, yeah, there's definitely, I love, like, a threefold layering of desire. Yeah. Like the demons and what they want from you. <laughs> yes, the sh- exactly. The sugar desires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sugar and demons. Then, and then there's like the human programming desires, which is like the house, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. then there's that deeper desire of like, I want family and security yeah. and the, these things that don't have anything to do, like what you said with owning a place. Yeah, owning a place or, or any of the, uh, yeah, whatever. I um. love the sugar demons. I feed the sugar demon. <laughs> the, the sugar demon level is just like immediate. Like, what's my desire? Of course I want that cookie. It's literally a sugar demon for me. Yeah, I have a cookie monster as a demon. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. Well, these are dopamine demons. They really totally. are. When you break it down to that, they're totally. dopamine demons. They You're on g- dope. Yeah, we are. Damn. Um, yeah, and, and I like that you, that this, you talked about this conversation with the... Um, perspective that like will is a part of that reward system because i hate when people talk about dopamine in a scientific format without talking about that it's actually way more in your control when you get rewarded versus not rewarded it's Mm -hmm. actually like you and yourself it's not the sugar like yeah Mm. it's totally it's like the relationship between yourself you know the man and woman and you or the father and child and you or however you yeah Mm. you know digest it um and i do so much of that work with working alone and rewarding myself and i've like had to do that you know, to to switch the dopamine reward system. You'll get nothing done otherwise. Yeah, because, yeah, you have to get, you have to let go of the need for external validation and entertainment and boyfriends making you laugh to actually go down and (laughs) produce good work. You know what I mean? So I have to create my own fucking boyfriend that makes me laugh. And And here I am. (laughs) My own team of people. Um, 
so yeah, it's, it's interesting the way that we reward ourselves. And I think about that with people at the gym too, because I actually don't think that you should work out if you think about it like work. You know, and I see people at the gym that are yeah. like miserable doing what they're doing. And it should be anything with your body that you're doing as far as like a practice and a, and a workout and training. It should be fun to you. Your practice yeah. with your body should be fun because that in itself is building basically like traumatic patterns in the relationship you have internally. Yeah. If you keep doing things that you know your body doesn't like to do and the man in you is just like abusing the woman in you. And, you oh, know, it's yeah. like it, it forms patterns in yourself where you don't trust yourself to take care of yourself and then make decisions moving forward. And, yeah. you know. You gotta reward yourself more. I you see, gotta do like, this more. I, I, I'm public. People just embarrass myself sometimes. I'll just be like, yes. Oh, it's good. That's that's. <laughs> or I'll so spank myself. Good. That's the ultimate. Like while I'm working, if I do a really good job, that's like my. Out in the gym, you ever do that? Wow. Oh, oh no, just in my house. Oh, okay. oh well, you know, <laughs> Mary's good to herself, but she's also gnarly to herself sometimes. Oh, I've never heard anyone. I'm like, who the fuck is she telling off right now? And then it's like, she's like, Mary, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. And you were just telling us how your dad does that, too. <laughs> that oh. pitch was too high. No, <laughs> you're being too breathy. <laughs> oh, I'll get down to levels where I'm straight up. You don't deserve anything that you want in your life. Like, I just started talking to myself like that. <laughs> like, I get fucking ruthless in the mare household. Damn. My tiger mom is no, there's no mercy. Oh damn! Like she's like you won't. You're not gonna eat today until you get this take. So have fun. Have fun continuing to suck until you don't fucking I, suck today. Mm. You worthless piece of shit. As crazy as it seems, though, I feel <laughs> That's like how I get stuff done in my household. <laughs> you spending so much time alone, having even before you met us, spending so spent so much time alone. Oh, yeah. You've tapped into. I think I don't even know who's telling me this, uh, but like that we have seven personalities. I guess it's with like the internal family systems. There's diff- seven different. Like you have your father, your mother. You're like scared child. Like I don't even. Oh yeah. I should learn more about this, but um, that is interesting. You're actually. like talking to them. You're like allowing. <laughs> you're like Sybil. You know. I literally home. am. I'm like aware Sybil. No, oh I said you God. could just set up a big brother in my household, and I could definitely get diagnosed with schizophrenia. <laughs> um, but it's fun, and it, it like I think about that too sometimes. Like I think there's like power when they align, but it's also fun when there is like in my household when I'm all alone, when there is like more of like a scared little girl that's doing stuff and more of like a masculine presence that has to like direct it. You know, it's funny. It it does become more of like a play and a pantomime and way that I entertain myself and doing all this creative work alone. I'll definitely, I'll I'll wake up as different versions. Like I'll wake up one day as a scared child. I'll wake up the next day as like a harsh disciplinarian (laughs) because I was a scared child yesterday and I don't want to feel like that again. You know, the next day I'll wake up as like a manic fucking crazy organizer. And with me, if I'm vocalizing, you can hear the different voices. So Lacey had never really been around anybody like me and is staying in my house and is like, dude, Mary, do you realize that like literally different voices come out of you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. Like I'll go from like sounding like, yeah, like totally like this, you know, and just like a man voice comes out of me. I like walk in the room and I'm like, I got to (laughs) go. Mary's Mary's got daddy in here right now and I got to go. It's so funny. And it's one of the biggest, you know, my mom, uh, obviously uh, being the first person to be tipped off on this, like I could never hide my mom to my mom because even if I'm, I can act, but the frequency of my voice like if i'm in a lower place i literally am talking lower to her oh you know so she has always had the easiest gauge with me (laughs) sean does a funny mare impression oh it's the best (laughs) no i have different versions of you too i know who i'm getting right away by the tone of your voice you know and everyone probably does but they don't put it together like that like i've dealt with you so much that i'm like Oh, okay. I see what I'm dealing with. Yeah. You know, by the tone of your voice. Yeah. You do the same thing with me. Well, different people have the capa- capacity to operate in the extremes. And I think especially as being an, 
being artist, you guys like tap into these different, like the point of art is to like explore those corners of yourself and mm. exp- and have them express themselves. So it's not about like hiding and being polite. It's like, okay, like we're here to experience and we're here to express and, and all that stuff. Totally. Totally. So we just try to make you guys not scare little children. <laughs> Take the first couple hours to ease you into the day. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> takes a while. Definitely. It took me about five years to get Sean to have a good morning. And then when he doesn't have a good morning, I'm like, I did everything right. I did everything right. What is your problem? It's so crazy because in my head, none of this has anything to do with Cass. She's not even a consideration. You know what I mean? Like, But she, she's like this with anyone. Yeah. Some fucking thing will happen across the world and she'll be like, oh, I should have sent that email because <laughs> then maybe the domino effect wouldn't have helped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not your fault if I'm having a, a rough morning or something like that, you know. You have a pretty similar voice through it. I mean, you have an angry voice, obviously, and an angry tone. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, Cass has two voices. Yeah, she has butters. Two distinct voices. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy ho, hello. Hi guys. What's the other one? There's a skater boy. And then yeah, there's more of yeah, like she has like a fuck boy. So uh, I have three voices because then there's got to be like a serious one in there, right? I feel like that's more of your skater. Like you try and be serious, and it's like it's too sexy. <laughs> it's too it's sexy too to be serious. <laughs> it's skater boy. You know? <laughs> yep. You can't put down that squ- that swag, that undeniable swag that you got. Yeah, totally. Somebody said I once once sounded like a California skater, like a skater boy when I was younger, like a teenage kid. They're a pretty sexy icon. Yeah. The surfer skater thought, boy. Do I sound like Bart? I don't know. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. Don't have a cow, man. Totally tubular. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bart Simpson was one of the biggest influences on my life and who I became. Yeah. Because he was... The show started, and he was my age. He stayed how how old I was since then. But when I found that show, I was his age, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, speaking of voices with ranges, how many voices does she do? The girl that does bar. Oh yeah, a, a incredible lot. voice a lot. actor. Yeah, incredible voice actor. Why? Because she plays not just Bart; she plays other people. Yeah, there's four people that play all those characters. Yeah, and really it's like it's like, like two of them. Really. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It was it kind of did break my brain when I realized Bart was voiced by a woman. Mm-hmm. So you cool. Know. So cool. It must be so fun for her. Like, she's a that's totally dream job at one point. Get hired on like an animated movie and just get to be a voice actor for animation. She's like one of the highest levels of Scientology you can be in. What? Yeah. And she'll call and do like robocalls. You know those like robocalls that you pick up the phone and there's a recording playing? She'll do it as Bart Simpson trying to lure you into Scientology. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's no, it's, it's been controversial. They they don't know really how to deal with her and they're kind of scared to. Because it's her voice. So it's it like, is, how yeah. do you uh, trademark a voice that someone else is can yeah. express? Yeah, yeah, Huh. Damn, that's wild. Isn't it interesting? It's super Her interesting. name's Nancy Cartwright. We've been thinking a lot about religion. Uh, yeah. And the cult of it. Yeah, After yeah. We just watched that simulation theory religion cult, Rick and Morty, last night. We're obviously Third right boys. now in a religious cult community that we're trying to figure out what's going we on. We are. Yeah, which is the only reason here. it's so lovely. We're it's having an upstate getaway. Very lovely. But there's lots of Christian books in here. But they also, like, they're good Christians because then they also have the Bhagavad Gita and, like, other stuff. So they make you feel like, look, it's your choice, but you definitely want to be Christian. Mm. But Jesus is in you. Yeah. yeah. It's your choice, but, you know, you have no choice. You already are infected with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite Jesus things are when they talk of him being inside you. 
because it really pinpoints, I think, the just the crux of religion. Yeah. Being um, the masculine, trying to contain the women and spirituality is yeah. amazing. Like, unless he's inside you, you're going to burn. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the premise to abusive relationships, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. Cool. So nuns must be like the number one devotees, you know, I bet they get so off on Jesus. Oh like, man. Damn. So yeah. He's fuck. Yeah. He's fucking them. He's fucking them. Yeah. yeah. They have wet dreams. Definitely. They might not that's do anything. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know how far I should take it on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on me for that. <laughs> The son of God comes down there and fucks them every night. Yeah, like, I mean, it, if that happened to me, I probably would be a nun. I'd you, be like, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. I got I got taken care of in the night realm, and then I can be like a civil servant during the day. I try to channel Jesus when I have he, sex with you guys. He just turns your pussy water into wine. Yes. Oh, man. The things that that, that <laughs> now Jesus... Now you're taking it too far. <laughs> no, but no. Cats, come on. Doesn't that doesn't that make you think the things that Jesus could do with pussy if he wasn't such a renunciate? Well, he wants you know? us eating his body, so <laughs> he does. Yeah, he is like, uh, can, what's that guy's candy? Army Hammer. The Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, you get deep into the Jesus stuff, and you. Yeah. Wow. Well, the deeper you get into it, the more I think like, there's no way in hell that this was a fucking story of a guy that really walked the earth like this is this is a fucking you know this is a myth that just like came across in this form and i mean stuff was written about him like a hundred years after they if, started writing the bible if he was mary is like the biggest legend of a liar of all time that she convinced everybody she didn't have sex and had a kid you know what i mean mm. mm-hmm. well maybe she forgot she's the hoe of all hoes yeah maybe yeah maybe maybe uh, it happened in her sleep yeah, maybe like because I think rape? I think Mary was like a 15 year old girl who was married to a 30 year old guy. You know what I mean? So it was like very strange she, circumstance. And she was already married. So why is she a virgin still? And like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Joseph was a fucking old perv. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. I do <laughs> think it's a good allegory for astrology. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's the sun astrotheology. And his, the, the sun and his 12 disciples. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a really good, al- like, yeah, there's, I should do a little video on it. You should definitely do a well, video on it. tell us a little bit right now. What do you know? Well, there's just a lot of symbology for him being the sun and a Pisces, and it was supposed to describe loosely the age of Pisces, and he moves through each of the zodiacs and the 12 disciples sort of in the way of the rest of the zodiac like starting from aries mm. and i do need to do more research so i have something more to say also because i'm just like so fucking brain foggy during this every planet re- retrograde i can't have you guys ever been around me when i've been so stuttery and forgetful in my life no it's no. embarrassed i'm embarrassed but it's okay but here i am beaming it out to you but yeah there is a really good allegory for it being astrological and it, and it applies to every religion Yes. There, um, it, it, if you look into astro theology, there's not actually surprisingly not a lot of good videos on YouTube about it. Yeah. If you wanted to do like a, a fucking little rabbit hole and, and put a video out. Yeah. It'd probably get a lot of plays because there's yeah. nerds like me who are like, all right, take me through every religion and show me how this applies. Yeah. 
Christianity is almost low-hanging fruit. It's so easy. Like, you could probably, you already did. You're like, oh, yeah, 12 disciples, the Zodiacs. This oh, it's that. really easy yeah. with it. Yeah, no, it's all it's all very much right there. Even the way that he goes through the seasons in the Bible is like when he meets each of the Zodiacs and their representation. So. Yeah, and, and also, you know, Jesus being born on the solstice and then, you know, yep. dying for three days. That's, the, yep. that's just yep. the sun not coming out for three days. Yeah. And on the third day, it rose again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, exactly. there, there's exactly. just so many little things. Exactly, thank you for that, exactly. Exactly. The solstice is a great example. And but but across all religions, these virgin births always happen on the solstice. And it's like, yo, this is astrotheology. This is ancient shit to teach us how to fucking farm and stay organized and what's going on in the sky and like blueprints for how to live your life and and, in alignment with the land, with what's going on here, with what the moon's doing, Mm -hmm. you know. So and but like I, I think it's one of the most corrosive and destructive and violent things that's been done to us is that we've been hypnotized to think that the, the Christian story is real and it's not allegory. Just that little flip of the switch between it being literal and metaphorical fucking changed us into warmongering on behalf of Jesus as opposed to like, you know, living, letting him live through us <laughs> in a way. Oh, yeah. Christians separated astronomy and astrology in the fall of the Roman Empire because it was such a willful like, set of men. They were so upset with the Hellenistic idea of fate and determinism in any way that's baked into having a body at all, by the way. Yeah. Um, that they were they like completely separated them. And that's that's why people make fun of astrology these days is because Christians like way back in the day were very afraid. It's why they also yeah. don't give you the actual sacrament because religion is masculine. Spirituality yeah. is feminine. Yeah. And they are tr- doing everything they can within religion to take the feminine aspects out. Yeah. They can't give you the real, the you know, the, the actual communion. The they, mushroom cat. They can't give you a mushroom cat. Totally. Because it'll actually give you the power and take it away from the priest class. Totally. Who were making very rich. Totally. So, you know, like any feminine qualities, and we're doing the same thing at large in society because, like, we've shifted from religion to these other... We we have religious tendencies, but we've pointed them towards, like, billionaires and class structures and, like, that kind of thing. That's what we worship now. Totally. You know? I think they've made a mistake, though, because I think if they did give the mushroom cap, I think there would be a lot more people who want to know the map. And if people could just say, like... Like kind of with Ramdas going to India was like he wanted to see the map of consciousness so he could understand how to stay in higher states or so it's like I feel like it's a missed opportunity to get people to like really commune with God so that they want then someone to help them with the words and the guidance to stay connected. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm. Like the rosary beads like that probably is like its own meditation which is a way of like staying like uh, keeping a purity of heart and mind and body. It's it's also to me as I'm thinking about it, probably a reaction to the way we were like in Atlantean times, where I think they pigged out on the feminine and their powers and all possibilities, and then fucking the gods were like, "We gotta sink this fucking thing. You guys are pigging out on on the divine feminine too much, and we gotta take you down." And now we're doing the opposite, like almost as a reaction of the thing that was going on a little over 12,000 years ago that got crushed. Yeah. I heard it was masculine energy back then too, but I feel like most of the people talking about it are 
big proponents of feminine energy, so it's hard to say. It is hard to say. That's just my instinct. I know nothing. Yeah, that's super cool. But I'm just basing it on that because, like, you see it happen all the time in relationships. Pendulum swing. Somebody's with a fucking really masculine, like, fucking type of dude, and they have a breakup, and the next thing they want to go to, and I can only speak to. You can only speak to your exes. (laughs) I can only speak to my situations. You know, I was with someone that was scary, and then I was very much attracted to someone who was is not scary. And I've seen so many chicks do it. Get away from a guy like me and go towards some, you know, like more eunuch type of figure, (laughs) you know, like a little less. That's how Sean describes all his ex-girlfriends, new lovers. That's how I describe every man besides me. Uh (laughs) No, I'm kidding. He is very good at being a director. (laughs) I'll direct you into thinking I'm the main character of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, so interesting uh, also to think about like the virgin birth and how that's represented really in like the spiritual experience of having a kid and understanding they're not like of you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, y- you know, like you think you're the mother and, but then you have this thing and you're like, Oh, it's like, uh, I, I birthed the son. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I birthed its own, you know, a completely separate entity that sort of is beyond me and was beyond me before I came here. Mm. I saw my favorite bumper sticker yesterday. I, th- I think this is what it said. It's time to mother earth. Ooh. And I liked that. I love that. Yeah. It's you, like, it's not, she's mothering uh, us. We need to mother her. I mean, it kind of goes both ways, but that's I've, the way your relationship should be probably with your mother. Definitely. Definitely. Back and forth mothering. Um, you want to know what I think is the best lyric that anybody's ever made ever that encapsulates the human experience perfectly? Yes. Well, first, who's the artist? Mitski. Okay. Okay. Literally, this couldn't be more perfect human experience. Sometimes I think I am free until I find I am back in line again. And that's the human experience. Mm. And that's the experience of having astrology and having a pattern, having a body. We do have will and we do have free will, but it's to a point. You know, it's to it's to the tools that you have to work with, you know, <laughs> it's to the ingredients in your pot. That's all you can pour. And I yeah. constantly am, am going, you know, that's my consistent existential spin battle. So I think I'm free and I get back in line and I have this resentment about what the fuck is alignment? What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> you know, like, mm. why do I have to fucking mm. adjust to anything or anybody or any belief system and like. The only way you get over it is is comforting yourself with I chose it. You know, I chose the pattern and I chose yeah. the story and I chose the life. But it's really just you're trying to get yourself to sleep at night. It's like, you know, you have to submit to a story and who knows who fucking wrote it. But you are submitting to it. Yeah. Well, know? that's where the free will comes into me. It's like, how are you going to react to that? Because that, that's that's where it feels like it's on us. Like, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle this? Well, because always when it feels so good, you're like, I made it. I fucking did it. Like, I'm coasting and then something happens and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought I had this figured out. And then you feel so far from it. And then you're like, actually, this is just being human and it's not always easy and it's can be scary. And yeah. 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 I went through this year period when I was taking acid like every day and I was just in my vortex of magic and I could name a song and walk into a bar and that's a song that would be playing and I'm telling you guys like A plus B equals C and that's how every single one of my days went like magic on top of fucking magic hell yeah yeah and I've been trying to get back to that place where I feel that sort of belief system um but seriously when 
after getting my face smashed in, it feels like every time I look in the mirror, it's not it's not even a vanity thing. It's just this reminder that like at any point I could get the, sh- the living shit beaten out of me. Mm. And it definitely just feels like this constant like, oh, I don't know if magic is real. <laughs> you know, that's what I work with every day. Is this like when when a complete loss of control like that happens in your life, you know, that seems to be not from even like your own conception of like oh it was really fucking up that day or whatever it was just like nah it was just your time to have your shit fucking rocked to a point that it'll never be recovered again you know and it humbled me to a point that like i'm yeah i'm consistently scared and i was never scared when i was younger about life you know well what is magic without having your faith tested do you know what i mean like it's like if it was easy to believe in magic, would it be that magical, you know? Yeah, how much power would I have in the magic if it was that easy? Yeah, or I think you yeah. in- enforce your power when despite the fucking craziness, you can make it part of the bigger story of like, oh, of course I was thought I was on this trajectory of, you know. Yeah, no. Y- yeah. But yeah, that must be so because I even having like a friend that we found out passed away recently, like just puts so much in perspective. So like having personally been in such like a devastating accident, like it does probably not put you on solid ground moving forward because you more intimately, your body is aware of how things can change in a split second the way like my body's never been in that kind of trauma. So I don't even know what you kind of the way that you've absorbed and experienced this earth experience, you know? Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm always a proponent too. When people talk about body trauma, like, Oh no, it's all good. Like tomorrow's a new day and the next second's a new day. And like all the things that you think you have to carry, you don't have to carry, but like our cells do have memory. <laughs> and I'm reminded of that constantly. Like, you know, my dermatologist is touching a part of my face that like sometimes hurts and she hurt me yesterday. And there's just like this t- tinge of a nerve ending, which halfway feels amazing. The pain feels amazing because I have feeling and mm. I lost feeling in that part of my face. And it's not even that moment, but those couple hours afterwards, you could like my whole emotional field was just taken down to this grieving place. And mm. I couldn't help it because your mm. face just remembers and it goes back to like, holy shit. And like basically got my whole body almost like shaking that day because my body is like, you know, please don't fucking yeah (laughs) please don't you know so it is interesting how our cells have such amazing memories and i think they have such amazing memories and that's why our technology is so advanced and amazing and incredible and how we can be so adaptable and stuff but well it's how we pass things generation to generation and it's how we pass things generation to generation the wisdom and the fear yeah it's also why vaccines work (laughs) and why vaccines work (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true because your body remembers how to fight a virus totally i'm not even trying to proponent i'm just saying it is they give it tools Makes sense. Um, it should it should be quickly. We don't have to name him or anything, but should we just honor our friend that died? Because a lot of it, it brought up a lot. I think for me at least. Yeah, you've done so much grief work in this life. Yeah, it's it's tough because like uh, you know we just skate through and you assume like you're gonna see people many times and yeah. you're gonna continue the adventure and you make plans and you think they're gonna happen and whatever and then like. You know, we're friends with this dude, and uh, I remember last time we tried to get in touch with him. We were supposed to hang out the day that he passed away. Yeah, we were supposed to hang out, and he just, like, didn't get back to us. And I get so, I get triggered by flakiness. Like, I'm, I'm, it's usually, like, one strike, you're out type of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he flaking on us? And he just never got back in touch. And then, like, two, three months go by, and we find out he died that day. Yeah. Uh, and, man, it's kind of been rocking my world. I think about him a lot, and I just think about the way he was, I'd never really met a person like him, um, you know, in a lot of ways, like he was just such a bright shining spirit, but also the most careful, paranoid, like on edge, anxious energy you could be around. 
which uh, was was always interesting to me. And it, it woke something up in me like, okay, yeah, let's be careful. Let's make sure that we make the right decisions, this and that. And uh, like I was saying to Marin, I think it kind of blew your mind out. Like it just dawned on me as I was saying it to you. I'm like, oh, he knew he was going to die. His body knew he was going to die. And it was like, it was tight towards the end. It was tense. Like his his journey towards the end, like he wasn't long for this world and he didn't intellectually know that. But he was behaving as if he was trying to avoid what ultimately happened is he fell off a fucking ladder and just died. Young dude. R.I.P. My man. Like, what the fuck? But I do think, like, you know. And you know it's when it's when it's your time. And uh, I think the way it manifested in him was being very careful and teaching other people how to be careful and not get in trouble and not get hurt. Yeah, totally. You know, and not, like, lose your freedom. and. Mm-hmm. It's just a bummer because he wanted to do so many things and he wanted to make more music. He wanted to play music with us and he liked the same music as us. And he came over and he was like, you guys know Kurt Vile. He made like, great music. He made great. Yeah. Remember he played it like he, he had some music. recordings of songs we he listened to. He literally made great music. Yeah. So sad. It's hard to make great music. He made great music. Um, yeah. Very, very sad. And um, yeah, I don't know. Mainly I've been thinking about you this week because you've done so much grief work. And then when grief comes up, I know it brings up like all grief. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know he's like in another, he's literally alive in another dimension. Like he's not just like in spirit, but he's also like embodied somewhere else well, too right now. This so. is where the conversation comes back more into magic. And I would implore anyone who's recently lost someone to do this because Cass and I were like, we're, we go to leave Maine and it's sad. It's always sad when we leave your mom. But it was extra sad because our friend died. Yeah. And we just were thinking about him and it's hard to even talk about anything else. And I was like, just telling Cass, I was like, oh, he's just um, like, I've lost people before. Like you now call on him as an angel. He's protecting us. He's looking out for us. And I think he's specifically looking out for us in that way, in the, in the way he lived, like trying to protect us, trying to make us feel safe, looking out for our business <clears throat> like he did, you know, and looking out for our safety and comfort. And we both just called on him as uh, an angel like join the team man like i've told you i went to an angel healer he said you got more angels than i've ever fucking seen before so oh, i just yeah. drafted him and literally within five minutes Cass it, like is furiously texting next to me in the car and i like just turned down the music and like Cass is just furiously texting for like 20 minutes and she's like all right i have news uh work is coming in they they want to work you work with us on this big job and oh my god it's an old friend of ours and like holy shit this looks really good they want a reel they want a budget they want like all this stuff and it's like oh my god what what the fuck like literally the second we called on this guy as an angel he threw us a little fucking sweet little angel wink of and even if the job doesn't come through just like you guys are, are recognized your values out there people will pick up on it keep doing your thing You'll get compensated for it. Have faith, have faith, you know, so. Yeah, the trippiest part for me is, like, you don't, we've only, you only meet so many people in this life who have done the, like, death work. Like, he learned how to die from, like, the many ayahuasca ceremonies. And, yeah. like, mm-hmm. l- like, I trust that he knows, like, in the moment, like, of something happening, like, to not hold on, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, let go. And there's something kind of beautiful about. You know he didn't suffer in that moment because he had done the training. I trust that, yeah. I, tr- I trust that. I, I know that. And I don't I, even... And honestly, I trust that he also, like, it's the possibility that he broke the cycle of reincarnation. Like, I believe that, too. This might have been a bodhisattva pass for him, where he just did it out of compassion for other folks like us. 
Yeah, you know, just that. to be a bright, smiling spirit. Like I lost it when you, you sent me his his mom has a GoFundMe page because she's just a dog walker and like trying to get by, and she now has to like deal with her son's funeral and all this stuff. And there's just a picture of him on there, and it's just like, oh, it just killed me. You know, he's just like he's just such a shining thing, but you know, he's still with us. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there are other dimensions that he's embodied in still as Nick. Yeah, yeah, it is well, weird. Well, if we're in a multidimensional universe, there's the universe where he didn't die. We just that's what to I be mean. in that one. That's what I yeah. mean. Um, and you never know why this body wasn't useful anymore for his evolution, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, it was his time, and, and like, yeah. it sucks for us. That's the thing. It sucks for the people that are stuck here because it's like, we can't commune with his his body and and his spirit in that way anymore, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So it's it's really tough, but I, I I don't I'm not sad for him. He got an easy way out. He got he fucking got he got out. He's out. And yeah, I trust that he died gracefully because yeah, it does a lot of that work. And he's not floating around our apartment. I don't think I told you this, but this is the only time that since we moved I've missed our apartment. Is because the only we mainly hung out with him at our apartment. So yeah. like, I just like it All brought our memories me are from there. back to the apartment, and I was like mourning that we're never gonna see him again. And I like attached it to the apartment, like oh man, like <laughs> mm-hmm. and just all the memories there and everything. Yeah. But they're with you, and like that timeline is still playing out, and we're still hanging out with him, and like I think that's the cool thing about our magic as beings too is like we can hop timelines i think that's another free will thing i think that's where you create your own reality in in a place where it seems like we uh everything's predetermined i do think by by focusing and mat and using your imaginal techniques you can that's what you're doing is you're hopping timelines yeah well there's clearly low frequency and high frequencies expressions of yourself yeah you can be aware of that just in a on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, that there's a higher version of you. You don't have to be spiritual to be, even be into this, and there's a lower version of you, you know? And I think there's probably an infinite amount of timelines between, like, a low version and a high version that it's expressing the same pattern. Mm. And also, it's interesting. It's like when you're more high-frequency, there's a more expansiveness to the pattern that you're expressing, so there's more transcendence in it. It's like when you're higher-frequency, you're able to embody more because you're less stuck in singular belief systems or, mm. like, a specific angle, you know? Yeah. There's more of a fluidity about truth because you understand that time and truth have a fluidity about them and they're always moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we could tap into that any time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, free will is so fucking real. People that are like, it is so real. I just think it's real to a point of like, yeah, you have free will with this pattern. <laughs> you have free will as a human. <laughs> you use it, as, human. use it as best as you can. Yeah. And you can use any pattern to get to infinity. Mm-hmm. Like you can use any pattern to embody everything. It's just the language at which you get there. Yeah. That's like how I how I best describe natal charts, you know. It's like everything is everything. This is literally just the language you're funneling yourself through <laughs> to get to everything is everything. <coughs> That's how you've helped me because like, you know, you've taught us so much about our own astrological charts that I can like kind of get like trapped in it like fuck like these are a lot of walls and like why am i like this and i can't stop it but you're like that's you're supposed to know that about yourself so that you can not necessarily i don't know if it's transcend that part of yourself but like work in harmony with that part of yourself and like the highest version of that expression potentially oh absolutely and oftentimes Mm. we're we describe things that like the shadow aspect of things because we're coming from like a lower place in evolution in human evolution and we're coming from scarcity consciousness and we're coming from being 
lower versions of ourselves. So a lot of even the astrological language that we have and stuff is like can be more trapping, I think, mm. in the way that it describes, you know, we're, we're, we're just coming up like 20 years ago, we started to transcribe the real Hellenistic texts. I mean, we're just getting into this. Oh, wow. This cosmic language as humans. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there is something there and it is. Um, yeah, it is cool that you like to know these patterns and then to know there's like so many different expressions for them and to meet people that have like similar charts and to see how, you know, different things can play out and how well you do with like hard aspects and charts and like low dignity, you know, and different stuff like that. We st Before we started the podcast, you were telling us about um, Ronda Rousey and like kind of like. Oh, she has such a po poetic fighter's chart. You know, she has the God of War in his home sign Aries of War. Um, and I think she also has Jupiter there. So like the planet of expansion where she expands is in war. And she also has a God of war there. Damn. Yeah. And they're not on top of each other, but they're in the same house. And I told you that's the conjunction they talk about when those two planets are together. It's like, you can't lose in a duel. Mm. So Which you have too. So I do. I have an air sign though, but yeah, we're still encouraging you into the fucking <laughs> ring. But it's going to be get the, in an argument. It's going to be the ring of debate. Like that's the <laughs> that's the thing. Like basically, Mary's saying she's the Ronda Rousey of like verbal sparring. And it's funny because she even, met her match with you, though. Even if uh, I did, I just flame. I don't, her. but I don't ever get. She mean doesn't. With she Sean, doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't she doesn't. Fucking. She doesn't even fuck with me. <laughs> I literally have never tasted those paws. Like only, I don't. Yeah, the fight I get in with Mary, she shuts down. I'm like, you crazy? You're shutting down on me? Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but what are you doing? You don't want her not shut down. You know what I mean? No, I, no, I, no, I say I got It's true. It's like for everybody's safety. If I turn off, it's for your yeah, safety. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> it's like the operator at a power plant being like, just shut she it down. She thinks. I'm just like, you're giving me the cold shoulder? I mean, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> me? That's part of war, too. Cold war. Cold war in the air. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not having it. Yeah. This is cold not, war we're vibes. We're not doing this. Yeah. Like, get it together. <laughs> Turn your love light back on and come back. <laughs> and come back. <laughs> Which like is funny because even if astrology, you know, didn't have any reality to it, both of my parents are lawyers. My mother's father was a courtroom lawyer, so like fighting in the air. Mm -hmm. He has his cases on the Texas bar, like fighter doesn't divorce lo lawyer. doesn't lose in a fight. <laughs> divorce lawyer, like the most gnarly, <laughs> like fucking Jesus Christ. He's like, you are a slut, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did like Halle Berry's divorce. No way. For Halle Berry. Yeah. Whose side was he on? And who won? Uh, well, look, we know her. We don't I know whoever she divorced. During she won. This case, I could Jesus be wrong. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, he had some crazy celebrity clients. Damn. Um, so yeah, fire in the air. Mm. Fire in the air. My mom loves it. She loves an argument. So I learned, you know, the reason, well, one of the reasons beyond astrologically that I have a cold shoulder is it was the most effective tool with my mother because I knew she wanted me to stay and yell. Mm -hmm. So it was much more painful just for me to leave. She thinks I don't care. You know, she thought I didn't care because of it. It's my, my parents are the same Power way. Power move. If they, don't, <laughs> if they don't get me screaming and yelling and as scared and on edge as them, they consider it a loss. They think I'm mad at them. And I'm like, I have to keep just saying, and it sounds so condescending. I'm like, I am so sensitive. I have to just protect my nervous system because I get very anxious. It's what ruled my life for 30 years until I discovered pot. Yeah. It's just being an anxious mess, my stomach in knots all the time because I'm sorry to them if they're hearing this. My parents, like, they scream and yell. And it's whether it's the, the vibe is positive or negative or whatever. 
but they want you in that same thing. And if I'm not participating in that thing, they're very offended. They feel by like it. that you don't love them. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to figure out other ways uh, to work with them. But the crazy thing is, and I've told Cass this, and you've probably even heard it firsthand when they get, when they do get me into that, my words are so beautiful. They're like, I'm like, I could fucking be teaching at political science at Harvard right now. Well, you have a. I'm like, where is this coming from? What What are these fucking words? When I'm like, fine, I'll fucking. You want to argue about geopolitics? Let's do it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I have a Libra stellium, and that's the Jupiter and Mars, and you have a Libra stellium. So you have all this power in the air, and Libra's all about like, f- you know, fighting for justice and fairness. And I was just thinking, I wonder if your mother has Libra placements because it's interesting because your mother and you are actually similar in this way. Yeah. You're because my mother doesn't ever try and get me in on political conversations. She's like, she wants to fight personally with you. She's like cancer moon about it. It's all about like personal things. There's both sad wounds. And your mom, oh, okay. Yeah, your mom is much, it's big picture. It's interesting. She's it's, not yeah. trying to get you wrapped up in like your drama between her. It's like she she wants you to care about American politics yeah. and like these bigger things. It's And it's interesting because it's not, that's, you know, that's like an interesting family dynamic. And you really care about like I know. all of this stuff I it's know. like you also I have know. this energy you know it's not like it's lagging you should definitely pass it down to you she doesn't need to be yelling at you about it you know what i mean i know um but it's just you have you you now are like more evolved in in where the fight is and like you know what you focus on and I, stuff, I just so. know i hate it so much like, like we went and saw henry rollins the other night and he started to start going into this like uh, yeah, i'm yeah, surrounded yeah. by idiots and people who don't want to get the vaccine and i'm like oh no no <laughs> like don't even go there don't even so i've definitely edited like yeah, select curate that part of myself because there was a time when I would have fucking loved to argue with anyone that wanted to talk about anything I would tell them how it is and now I'm just like I'm more interested in hearing how they think it is Uh because like I don't know I just less I, I hold I don't hold a lot of opinions near and dear but it's interesting when that part of you is triggered because I think some of the most passionate well articulate I've ever sounded was when I would fight with my mom about defending my lifestyle choices. Oh, uh, you know, the throuple. Like, yeah, the throuple lifestyle. Like <laughs> she, I had like I really we. That's the only time we've ever gotten into it, and she's come around and like started to trust me because I was so impassioned to talking about why I live life the way I do, why I want to, why this is conducive to my heart and soul and spirit. And and it's not like you had practice for those debates and those conversations. They were happening right then and there. You didn't have those access to the words, have never tried them out. But all of a sudden you're in like a flow where you're like, and I remember you would come out of those conversations the way I'd come out of these political debates with my parents, the way you probably come out of your sparring with your mom. You just got to like, put in the work and just say it all because well, there people like, do need to like understand from? you. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where you, there has to be like some dance of like giving it to someone. Well, like, it's also... It's also, now I just realized this with all three of us, it's our parents arguing with us, but really on the deeper level, they're begging to understand us. They're begging and they're doing it in a combative way, but your mom wants to know what the fuck makes you tick so deeply that she will poke and prod at your all little, your buttons. And she made those buttons. That's what Louis C.K. said that in his newest special. (laughs) They know how to press your buttons because they made those buttons. And your mom just wanted really just desperately to understand. And in order to understand, she had to take like almost like an oppositional view of your life to pull that out of you. And you convinced her. And my parents, they know their shit lived. They don't want to admit it. They know they are. And they want to hear somebody who's like kind of more looking at it from above and not as invested. They want to know that. But they have to take a combative stance in order to even Well, because they don't believe it yet. So they, so they need you to defend how you right. are a good person, that you're not concerned with Russia on our front stoop and getting out there with a gun. That, that doesn't mean 
that you don't care about your family. Yeah. You know, like I care about them so much that I won't engage with it. And I say, we don't need to worry about that. Take a breath and just look around you. You're in a beautiful house. Caitlin's not having seizures right now. Your five grandkids are about 30 yards away. Your daughter has a beautiful job. Pete's a police officer. We're well protected. We have, you guys have money to pay your mortgage. My dad has money coming in. Just trying to bring it back around to gratitude, to the things I have to tell myself when I get anxious because I came from them. And that's just their normal, that's where they're operating from. And your your parents are operating from a certain place. And like, Cass's mom is extremely chill. It's it'd be You'd be hard to find a boomer that's as chill as Cass's mom. Well, I found out and I sent this to Mary. She's got fixed, her human design is every placement is fixed. She doesn't have any open energy centers. And it felt like that. I felt like talking to a wall on the phone with her. Because I usually kind of feel my impact. And I didn't even really have language for that until I got on the phone with her. And I was like, wow, I like feel her resistance to being influenced by me on every level. She's, just, really she's an influential bull or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's exactly what she is. <laughs> and my, my parents she's incorrigible are, is the word. you would like, are super chill. Like, you know, they're super social. So if you're around them, you'd be like, they're the chillest ever. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, my my mom's different. She, it would yelling is definitely not a consistent thing it's like uh it's bur- you know it was bursts but i haven't heard her yelling oh well that's good 20 years well that, that's good yoga for, for the longevity yeah. of her life Literally i think yoga. like uh, honestly with the way my mom engages with recreational screaming it breaks my heart but i'm like there's no way she could be long for this world there's no way that a body, or maybe it's good for your body. I don't. I don't know. You, you don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, you don't know. Why? Maybe she needs to do that. Otherwise, she might have gotten cancer a long time ago. Yeah, she right. releases. Right. Yeah, right. 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 Like, it's a natural release. Like the, the right. idea that we want to be polite and not right. express our exactly. anger ever seems to be what holds in. Right. You're hiding and holding in the tension that then becomes cancerous because oh, you're not. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, right. and, and, and the level of grief she's had to deal with. Like I, one of my close friends growing up killed himself at 15. His mom was dead within seven years of cancer yeah mm-hmm. she found him you know like it, it, the stress of losing a child oh, the, yeah. the level oh of grief, the, uh, the level yeah. of grief that you that you're subject to like a lot of things just uh feel out of your control and i'm sure oh, if i was yeah. like hey can you not yell it would feel like like saying don't breathe no i like, mean when you, you know? i've it's it was a thing in our dynamic you editing the way that I was expressing myself to you in arguments. I mean, there's nothing, there's never been a more frustrating point in my life than like that. Oh, Cause it feels like everything. Like, it feels like being imprisoned again. You know, it feels like really, you want to get to decide how I get to exist here. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't mean to do that. Cool. This is cool. I don't mean to do that. <laughs> I think, I think, but you like how you exist, right? With like having sparred with him a little bit. I was, yeah. Thank you. Um, the fucked up thing <laughs> is that the thing that I want to be best at in life, essentially like singing but singing is really just a specific language for i want to be able to channel energy however in any moment and i have this ability to channel volcanic amounts of energy and in those moments of volcanoes i want to be able to filter it through venus because that's where all my masculine energy is anyways so i want to be able to do it in a soft way it's like the art that i want Mm -hmm. the moments when i'm not good at singing is when i'm not doing that like funneling into a softer place i'm letting myself be you know, mm-hmm. naturally ruthless or whatever. So he does make me into the artist I want to be. But it's not, of course, the most frustrating thing that the old parts of me have to die off in that moment of like, yeah. I just want to be fucking unabashedly angry or whatever, you know. Well, you never, you've never, you've been so respectful in the face of me being so disrespectful. <laughs> you know, 
it's <laughs> it's wild and that's what that's what a spiritual practice is all about i think at least that's what i equate it to in terms of uh, 3d human feelings and is is being less reactionary and and just more like okay well i think some of what you even are expressing is you feeling disrespected it's like this like it's like this is your i mean i think you're giving mare a hard time because you feel like she's disrespecting you with her energy totally. so it's like kind of like totally this back and forth of like yeah trying to navigate being respected feeling respect and giving respect yeah totally yeah yeah and and i know mare would fucking slay me and fillet me <laughs> if i fucking gave her an inch well, if, if, <laughs> if, if I was like, no, 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 I'm using my fucking flamethrower, use yours, let's fucking do, I would be so scared, which is why I think that I've, I've always used, like, not a shield <laughs> with Mare, but the flamethrower, like, an offensive approach to defending myself <laughs> from whatever, whatever it could be, because, because at least at first, it reminded me of my mom, yeah. you know, it reminded me of, like, Oh, I know down. this chick loves me. I, I, I've never doubted that. But man, sometimes it's, it's like it's, it's a cold front, you know? And I'm like, whoa, let me fucking, you know, Heat let me toast up. you. Let, I'll toast you. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, your mom doesn't even know what yelling is compared to me yelling. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I'll bring the fucking house down. Yeah. But you'll never see it. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. We'll see. We've got a long <laughs> journey ahead of us. <laughs> you may. Yeah. Catch me, catch me fucking like somebody fucks me up at work. Catch me outside. Catch me at work angry. <laughs> I've seen it. I've I've seen. That's why I walk into the room and I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's so funny because I've told you the same thing. I'm like, Mare, you haven't really seen me off my game until you've seen me melting down on a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of dollars are being spent so I can like film some things, and I'm freaking out and like fucking putting cast through hell, and, like fucking mad dog in my clients and shit like it just a wreck a wreck like that was old you that's but i know i really uh, like once i recognize it and say i don't really want to be like that anymore and put into play like the things i need to do to neutralize my flamethrower it's all good little nicotine pouch yeah little nick well i didn't have any of those over in abu dhabi i think i was a a, such a well-behaved boy there was no client there yeah, you've no matured client. so much even since I've known you. I appreciate And obviously, that. like, you. your physical practice, yeah, you know, keeps you in line and our great unfree <laughs> words of the human experience. But it really does. And I think your mom, because what saved my mom's life was, um, I mean, she's always been physical, but it was the more feminine practice, the physical feminine practice of yoga yeah. that saved my mom. And my mom also used to have rheumatoid arthritis to the point that she would have to wear these big black boots at night. And I used to have to super glue her hands and feet because she had psoriasis that would just like split her hands and her Oof. feet open. And um, then once she started going to yoga and being more spiritual, uh, all we'll probably get into more breath work and all breath work, chanting, you know, that's mm-hmm. another thing for mom. I think, you know, not everybody's going to be open to full-blown singing, but, like, chanting, moving <coughs> energy through your voice is huge for, like, Gemini energy that's, yeah. like, so mercurial. Like, she has fire in the air. She needs to move air energy. Um, that changed my whole mom's life. She had never, doesn't have any of those symptoms anymore. She's in a better shape than I am. And, like, mentally, and it wasn't too. A pill. Mentally, too, I get embarrassed because I act like a child around her and stuff. And she's evolved so much because of this spiritual practice and reflection and constantly, like, wanting to be a better person and, you know, showing up for that. And um, I think it was also just, like, you know, the... It's, it feels like I watched like a lioness grow up. Like she was in this crazy power, and then I came up and was like, "Oh, you think you have emotions?" Yeah. And she's yeah. like, "All right." 
<laughs> I mean, also like also. <laughs> you're like as as much as our parents are a big part of our spiritual practice. Like, imagine how much you are of her spiritual practice. You totally. are she's... the embodiment of the dark mirror of her life. Oh like, yeah. Every time she looks at you, she feels all the ways that she mishandled your upbringing, and oh, yeah. it uh, probably, if she's anything like my mom, embarrasses the shit out of her <laughs> because they're smart. And they should have known better and they should have had some ways to control themselves. And, you know, but it sounds like, at least in my witnessing of it, being with you for two years, like, she's calmed down a lot, you know? So much. She's not even the same person that I grew up with. And that's why, like, I have so much hope for your mom because I feel all this softness and the sweetness that's ever, ever present in her, even if she's oh, saying yeah. in a louder tone that you like. And for me, I'm, I'm not bothered by your mom and her tone at all. I can like tap into you being her. bothered by it, but yeah. like I'm not. I feel like I've been around a lot of that like fiery energy, like Italian energy in my house. Yeah, you fit into both of our families perfectly. <laughs> yeah, but I do think your mom's like a yoga practice away from being like 20 times chiller. Is all I'm saying. Like yeah. she's so smart and has so many, so much adaptability in her personality that I really do see. That like I think having more weed cocktails and making that yeah. be like a fun, exciting. Because I wanted her life to be fun too. I don't want Kathy to have things taken away from her. Like she holds down so much. No, she should have no. enjoyment in her life. She and should treats add and pleasure and yes, you know, she should like, take out the alcohol and replace it with like five other things she loves. Yes. A little like Cass's mom has fucking weed cocktails starting yes. at like three in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, she's drinking ten milligrams and then another. 10 and then maybe even a little more sometimes your mom will probably retire within a year and it's going to be total game changer you think it it is but trust me that energy needs to be replaced or recreational screaming will go will pete will spike she needs trust me she needs something she needs something to pour her energy into every day and for me like i need the same thing a natural enemy on our last podcast i was saying it's not good to have enemies that are actual humans because then anyone could become them definitely but for me it's my natural enemy is the little bitch inside me that doesn't want to work out definitely and doesn't want to meditate and doesn't want to do the things i have to do to keep my fucking this vessel you know in order so you know that that's my natural enemy and i just fucking i i love that guy and i respect him but i uh try to fucking slay him on the daily oh yeah and your mom needs that practice of channeling fire she's got a lot of fire energy fire yeah. fire people need to channel fire energy and stop drinking coffee you fucking crazy well asses. that's the <laughs> fucking and non-fire people need to date fire people and non-fire people need to start <laughs> drinking coffee you lazy piece of shit it's <laughs> <laughs> true Wait, do you think that's why i never had coffee until i was 36 years old i 1000 percent as a astrologer would prescribe no coffee to fire moons. So it was good. But a, my body knew to avoid that shit. Yeah. I never took a sip of it till 36 oh, yeah. years old. You don't old. need more fire. And I was like, took one sip and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, people drink a whole thing of this? Oh, yeah. One sip. I was having a fucking panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I drank a little in Hawaii and it agreed with me a little bit more. Ugh, magical. Don't I don't even want to talk about Hawaii. But you know right what now. I mean? I know, I'm Something so about nostalgic about it. I'm on a volcano. I am a volcano. This is volcano in a beam. Oh, the magic. You know, the, the soil there is magic. Like yeah, the people are growing those coffee. No, the coffee and, co- and there's magic. Yeah, magic but coffee. I mean, I tried coffee the first time in Louisville, Kentucky. We were just staying in an Airbnb like this, and there's just no way to channel that energy. There, <laughs> it's not a loud place. It's just like there was nowhere to to point my fire. And um, because coffee has so much of a process and so many hands on it, just like anything else that you consume, there's a huge difference between like single source organic coffee from a farm that people care and like 
yeah. hot coffee from a gas station. Mm. <coughs> you know, just like food. You, yeah. you're, you're, you're digesting all of that energy. You know, the people that hated their job that gave it to you. And then the, oh, yeah. the hundred hands that touched it before that. Too, if you only get your food and coffee from gas stations, you're going to become a gas station in one way or another. <laughs> totally. You're, you're going to start reflecting that environment. <laughs> <laughs> Just remain in the truck stop of your yeah, soul. Yep. <laughs> like a hair on my throat or something. So no, there's something about needing to fill the space. While the, I... the balance. Cause it's like a total acid bomb. How are we doing? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting sunburned. Yeah. We are, we've done our, We've done our thing here. All right, for great. Sure. Is that enough? You got it. You got a I'm little too melting, much sun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I well, mean, I like, think it's we good. It was worth it. Shade. It was worth it because uh, people got to see our bright, beautiful spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mare, you're a TikTok star now. I'm talking on the tick, taking on the talk. <laughs> it's it's listening. Period to, T O period spirit. On TikTok. All lowercase. All lowercase. That um, seems to matter. She's doing uh, daily astrological readings. Yes, I do daily horoscope readings, and then I do a tarot reading for each of the zodiac signs every day. So there's 13 videos every day for me. Yes. They're just like very short, 30 seconds. And then and then uh, it's also listening to Spirit is the YouTube channel, which everyone should, honestly, I'm not kidding, smash subscribe. Like, <laughs> our yeah. channel has enough subscribers and we're already sh- shadow banned, uh, but Mare needs subscribers to even get the algorithm. Yeah, because once you get to a thousand, you could um, monetize ads. Yeah. yeah. If you don't get banned like us. Yeah. You got to try not to smoke weed. That That's another thing. They don't. No smoking weed, no cursing, oh, no hashtag psychedelics. Don't hashtag drugs. We've, we've made a I lot of mistakes that got us. Don't show tits or clits because that's also <laughs> another thing we've done in our YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah my YouTube is, um, <laughs> it's more appropriate. It's just me improving on piano with a 10-minute astrological forecast for two weeks. It's every two weeks. That's what the YouTube channel is. And then I have a Patreon that's, that's uh, patreon.com um, slash Mare the Artist. No periods or anything. M-A-R-E the Artist. And I do like 30-minute tarot readings for each of the zodiac signs um, <coughs> each week. It's like bonus on there. So you get to hang out with me a little bit more casually for a little bit longer. That's uh, Yeah, so they're each like kind of a different format. And the TikTok is, is my most out there on a bash it that's your platform yeah definitely definitely <laughs> um yeah if i was five years younger i would just be making dance tiktok videos all day so and that's good that you didn't have this five years ago i'm only five years away from that yeah <laughs> yeah and i think interpretive you need an interpretive dance for the day that like we could copy like you know here's mm. monday moon day okay this is the moon, moon i am thinking i do need to do more exciting all <laughs> of the kids are dancing in their videos on tiktok everybody has background music i'm like i gotta st- i know i have to step it up but, but i do try and make my makeup represent the galaxy of the day you know and try and work you outfits for you guys i mean it's it's such a fucking generous offering so get down with mare and get down with us on uh patreon.com slash church at chill it's a good that's the that's the gateway into our discord server uh, we have lots of bonus podcasts on there and a music show that is my favorite thing in the whole wide world so uh, yeah. church at chili you yeah. have a new shirt coming out for? Yeah, we do have a, a new shirt coming out designed by Mare. So, That's a good one. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh, offered to the patrons first. All, all of our stuff. Like, our movie came out on Patreon first. We try to fucking, you know, let them have the inside view on everything. And what I'm going to start dropping on our Patreon is uh, little director commentaries for our movies. 
Wouldn't that be cool? Oh my god, yes. Yeah. People would love that. Yeah, it'd I'm be, so it'd glad be good. I thought about that. Yeah, just I could just go through the mall and um, just say some reflections. It's something I could do every few <laughs> years because it changes. Yeah. But um. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And I think we're or we should make a video for Patreon today too, maybe where we go watch oh. us play tennis or yeah. more specifically watch me smash you guys at tennis. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a good challenge. We'll I see. Think. We'll see. If you guys want to watch Sean and Cass lose at something. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can take both of us? You we'll we're see. challenge you to a duel. At the same time. <laughs> and we're going to take some 2CB today. Yeah. This is We're celebrating Mare's birthday. Mare's yeah. birthday is September 12th. Yeah. So uh, we came on a little weekend adventure. We're going to see Billy Strings and Willie Nelson tomorrow. We're going to take some 2CB today and eat some good food. That's going to be so fun. It's we're the best life of our lives. <laughs> Or in the most adorable little fall in town. upstate New York, like it's gonna be fucking rad. It's gonna be pretty magical. We have porch lanterns. What more could a girl ask yeah, for? Yeah, exactly. Try to keep it cute. I have ants crawling all over me. We have a bath bomb waiting for us. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> we do. All right, let's get to that. Thanks, y'all. Love you. Peace, love, and magic. Shoo.